before Captain Marvel, a.k.a. Carol Danvers, hits the big screen next year, learn about her heroic origins as we discuss The Essential Miss Marvel Volume 1, straight ahead. Welcome to the Classy Comics Podcast, where we search for the best comics in the universe. From Boise, Idaho, here is your host, Adam Graham. This year actually marks the 50th anniversary of Carol Danvers' first appearance in Marvel Superheroes number 13. She was introduced as the security chief of a secret Air Force base. However, she was mostly a supporting character, the story, and the future series starring Captain Marvel i.e. Marvel of the Cree. She was a rival for Marvel's uh, girlfriend and served to motivate that jealousy. Once that plot was played out, uh, Carol Danvers pretty much disappeared from the comics until the 1970s. The Essential Miss Marvel Volume 1 collects Miss Marvel issues 1 through 23, along with uh, Marvel Superheroes issues 10 and 11 from the 1990s and uh, Avengers Annual number uh, 10. You can also get these uh, stories in full color if you get the Miss Marvel Masterworks Volume 1 and Volume 2. With the Miss Marvel series, uh, the book actually opens with her being hired by Jameson to edit the magazine Woman. And uh, at the uh, beginning of the series, uh, Carol is not actually aware that she is changing into Miss Marvel. I will somewhat revise what I said in the Noble Review when I kind of poo-pooed the idea of having a hero with amnesia. Or in this case, memory problems. Uh, here it works because uh, as readers, we know what's going on. And it doesn't take Carol too long to figure out for herself. It's revealed that in an issue where Captain Marvel rescued her, she was exposed to rays from a Kree device known as the Psychomagnetron. The Kree, of course, I should note, are an alien species in the Marvel Universe with blue skin Kree as well as pink skin Kree who could and often do pass for white people, at least in the Marvel Universe. And so, in times of danger, Carol changes into Miss Marvel, who is a Kree warrior with amazing fighting powers. Now, throughout the first dozen issues, Carol believes that Carol Danvers and Miss Marvel are two separate people. But then she realizes in issue 12 that that's not the case. That uh, as a result of this ray, her mind was filled with the memories and the training of a Cree warrior. And she just could not really process that, so she created this second identity. That uh, she realizes that she's not two different people. 
Uh, she is the same person, whether she's Miss Marvel or Carol Danvers. This kind of feels like they uh, divided her personalities at the start of the book, which would bear some semblance to what had gone on for uh, a while in the Captain Marvel book with uh, Captain Marvel and Rick Jones uh, trading out uh, uh, existence in this universe but didn't really have an idea how that would work. It's worth noting that Jerry Conway wrote the first three issues of the book. Then after that, Chris Claremont of X-Men fame uh, came aboard, and so that may have been the uh, reason for the discrepancy. In terms of notable stories in the book, I think issues 12 and 13 are interesting because not only does she have that realization about her power, but we get a little bit of insight into her past. And uh, her finding out that her dad is in trouble and trying to help out. Her dad shoes her away as Carol Danvers, and uh, when she intervenes as Miss Marvel, her dad doesn't even say thank you. He's very condescending to her and just kind of acts like she's just a little girl and really doesn't want to have a relationship with her as an adult. And it's something that clearly bothers her. It's uh, a relationship she wants to have and just can't and you can feel the tragedy of that and this is one of the few things i think that really clearly is shown as a wound and so uh, it's a good story and good insight it's also revealed later on in the book that the reason she ended up going into the air force in the first place was that her dad only saved enough money to send one kid to college and he she had a brother and of course her dad would send the brother instead of her issue 17 and 18 features a really uh, cool and intriguing story where there's an effort to assassinate miss marvel to stop her from getting in the way of a larger plot to take down the Avengers. It's a good story with intrigue going on inside S.H.I.E.L.D. and uh, just a lot of action and uh, some good twist as well. Issue 19 has Ronan the Accuser, the uh, blue-skinned Kree, uh, coming to reclaim Miss Marvel uh, and take her back uh, to uh, the Kree homeworld, serve the needs of the Supremer. However, Captain Marvel gets in the way. And so this book actually becomes a Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel team-up, and it's effective. Both characters have good moments, but uh, Chris Claremont remembers that this is Miss Marvel's book first and foremost, and uh, the story reflects that. It begins with a redesign of Miss Marvel's costume. Her original uh, costume was a a black and red uh, number uh, with a similar logo to uh, Captain Marvel and uh, with an exposed uh, midriff. Uh, it's not the best looking costume. The shorts are really short. Just a really odd look. 
The redesign costume uh, looks a lot better. It's black with a yellow uh, lightning bolt symbol. It's kind of like the Black Adam uh, from DC, only a female version. Uh, still with the high boots, but I think it's a better overall uh, combination and look. However, issue 20 wasn't just the launch of the new costumes. It was also a story where Carol went out to uh, the desert to search for a friend, and she finds a, an underground city of sentient lizards who have become sentient as a result of radiation being released. And they have formed their own peaceful society that has taken a lot of humans captive in order to preserve their secrets. Now, them starting a civilization and this just happening as a result of radiation, that's not the most goofy part of the story. Here is the most goofy part of this story. Carol returns home to find a baby iguana in a cage that was shipped to her and it has a handwritten note in it from the lizards. The lizards wrote a note in English and went down to the post office and mailed a package. That is the silliest part of the entire book. Still, despite the goofiness, I actually enjoyed the story. Uh, it put uh, Miss Marvel through her paces and had some great action. Issue 23 has her teaming up with Vance Astro of the Guardians of the Galaxy and help, trying to help a friend who has become possessed by an evil alien uh, space entity. And Miss Marvel was actually abruptly canceled after issue 23. We learn how abruptly in uh, Marvel Superheroes magazine number 11 which reprinted a story that Chris Claremont had written, but that hadn't been published for issue 24. Uh, they'd gotten so far along on it that there's actually an issue 24 cover that was included in there. And uh, it is a pretty good story. It's a battle with Sabretooth, one of those great Marvel villains generally associated with the X-Men and Wolverine. Uh, and then we get Marvel Superhero Magazine number 12. And this is actually uh, meant to fill in a gap because uh, Miss Marvel was found with her powers having been drained by Rogue and with uh, at least partial amnesia uh, in Avengers Annual number 10. And so this tells the story of her last adventure uh, as she searches for the killer of her psychiatrist-slash-boyfriend. And uh, it's a really strong tale. Uh, some good twists. For some of the better character work in the book, uh, this really was written in the 1990s, and it reflects it. The art doesn't have too much of the uh, 1990s vibe that was, you know, troublesome, such as the over-muscling, but it but the story does really work well. Avengers Annual number 10 is actually a really solid story. Uh, it involves uh, Miss Marvel in a couple of ways. Uh, first, it's that story where Spider-Woman finds her and takes her to the X-Men. And then uh, the Avengers are dealing with the fact that 
the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants is out there, and in particular Rogue, who has the ability to steal people's powers and memories. And she permanently stole Miss Marvel's uh, powers, uh, and uh, she also stole her memories, and they, generally they go back, but not in the case of Miss Marvel. And Rogue is a definite threat. She would become a superheroine, uh, but you don't get much of a hint of it in this book, as she's looking forward positively to uh, killing uh, some of the Avengers. But be that as it may, this is a fun uh, story, a great deal of action with the Avengers versus Mystique and Rogue. Now, to be honest, though, this is really included in this book, I think, for the reason to fill out pages. Generally, they try to have the Essentials and the Showcase Presents books for DC be about 500 pages in length. With this story included, um, Essential Miss Marvel weighs in at 512 pages because all of her original stories were only 18 pages long, including the cover. Avengers Annual number 10 uh, deals with a sequel to a very infamous comic story in Avengers number 200, in which Carol is suddenly pregnant and quickly uh, headed through the entire period of giving birth within days. And it turns out that the child is Marcus, who... Uh, coming from the dimension of limbo and wanted to get out and so and wanted Carol Danvers to love him so he used a machine belonging to a mortis to help him achieve that and uh, also impregnated her with him so that he could be born and could escape limbo through the course of this the avengers were not very helpful at all as Carol says in the story, uh, there I was pregnant by an unknown source running through a nine-month term literally overnight, confused, terrified, shaken to the core of my being as a hero, a person, a woman. I turned to you for help and I got jokes. The wasp thought it was great and the beast offered to play teddy bear. It's certainly a fair criticism of that story. My problem with including it in this book is that this is a really long story, and for most of it, uh, Carol Danvers is out. Plus, in the essential uh, paperback, they don't include the Avengers number 200 issue. And I can't object. On one end, I've got a problem with that because we've got the response to something we haven't read. On the other hand, Avengers number 200 is really notorious, but you should have included both stories rather than just one. I will say for the Masterworks uh, version that uh, uh, the Miss Marvel Masterworks uh, Volume 2 does actually include the uh, story uh, from Avengers 200 as well as some of the scenes that led up to it in uh, Avengers 197 on. As a character, Carol Danvers was a very strong uh, woman. She knew what she'd wanted. She had uh, rebuilt her life after some concerns about her continued work with NASA after the problems with uh, 
Captain uh, Marvel and her failure to capture him, and spun that into a career in journalism. She's also a fearless warrior. But she may be a little bit too strong uh, for the typical Marvel hero of the era. Marvel heroes tended to be known uh, by their flaws, their challenges, their weaknesses that they worked through, which made them better heroes. She does have some challenges along the way. Her relationship with her father is the main thing that stands out, but that's only referenced a couple of times. She does have some issues with believing that she has duality, but that's resolved easily enough. In many ways, she almost falls into the trap of being the strong, independent woman archetype, which replaced the damsel in distress in a lot of uh, fictional stories, where we got this character who doesn't have a whole lot of uh, nuance to them. And you see that in these early issues of Miss Marvel. Uh, in issue one, uh, she goes into the Daily Bugle. Jameson has a vision for Woman Magazine, which uh, the Bugle publishes, being a kind of good housekeeping type magazine. And she wants it to be something entirely different. She never sells Jameson on the point, but he is so overwhelmed that he gives her the job. And not only that, he totally surrenders to her salary demands without trying to uh, negotiate a, a middle ground. And it's just because J. Jonah Jameson cannot handle a strong and powerful woman. I don't know how many women can relate to a character who goes into a magazine disagreeing with the publisher on what the magazine should actually be about and not only gets hired, but gets hired at a rate far more than the publisher wants to pay. Miss Marvel was introduced in 1977. In 1978, they'd uh, introduce Spider-Woman, and in 1980, uh, you'd have the premiere of She-Hulk. And both of those heroines are more interesting characters than Miss Marvel. They're both strong characters, but they're a little bit more nuanced, and there's a lot uh, more going on for them in their lives, and both have just much more fascinating stories to tell. Still, that's not to say that these are bad stories or a bad book. The first three issues of the book are written by comics legend Jerry Conway, and then Chris Claremont takes over for the rest of the book. A variety of artists work on Miss Marvel, but all of them were fairly good, and there's not a bad issue in the entire book. The 17-page story length really does make for some pretty fast and tight stories. While there are better superhero books with uh, female leads uh, in this era, this one is a perfectly fine read, and I'll give it a rating of somewhat classy. If you're a fan of Carol Danvers, or you would just uh, like to learn more about her origins before the uh, movie, 
this is worth checking out. All right, that'll do it for today. If you do have a comment, email it to me, classycomicsguy at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at classycomicsguy and check out the website, classycomicsguy.com. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.